0: Six steps to managing an SEO client's expectations with Mindy Gofton. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps scale your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. Have you ever been uh, so confident in the SEO results that you're delivering for a client but actually found out when you've spoken to them they're not quite that satisfied with you? Well, today we're looking at how you can stop something like that ever happening again with a lady who has a PhD in British and Irish history and a black belt in kickboxing. She's been working in the field of SEO since 2003, delivering training for the CIM and spoken at both Brighton SEO and SASCON we warm welcome to the head of SEO at Own Your Space, Mindy Gofton. Hi. Hey, Mindy. Thanks so much for coming on. Well, you can find Mindy over at ownyourspace.co.uk. So, um, Mindy, would you say that um, many clients' expectations are similar, or does each client tend to have a very different type of expectation?
1: Well, what I would say is, I mean, ultimately, they all want the same thing, which is to make more money from what they're paying you to do. But in terms of what they expect to actually get out of the SEO, it can be very, very different depending, I think, on their level of knowledge and how much um, digital marketing they've done previously. Some think that you're going to press a big red button and they're going to get results from day one. And some are quite happy to wait, you know, 6, 12 or 18 months to really see a good return on their investment.
0: Okay, so clients' expectations are quite different depending upon their level of experience. Would you say that expectations are also quite different depending on industry?
1: Um, I think they can be. I think there's certain industries definitely where there's a lot more pressure. Say, for example, if it's an e-commerce client and you're coming up to Christmas and they suddenly decide in... August that they're going to hire an agency to do their SEO, they, you know, for them, they're under a lot of pressure coming up into their bu- busy season. Whereas there are other, other agency, other agencies, other um, industries where if they just get one inquiry, it's going to pay for everything because you know, those inquiries are such high value. So I think there's a lot less pressure and a lot more understanding that'll take time to get that really good inquiry in.
0: So today we're zoning in on the six steps to manage your client's expectations. And that starts off with understanding your client's pain points.
1: Yeah. So I think one of the things um, that's important to really understand when you when you get a client on is while the end goal is pretty much always the same, which is to make the client money, The reasons that they're coming in and hiring an agency can vary a lot from client to client. For some of them, they don't have a marketing department at all. So they need you to step in and they need you to do it all. And so they need to feel that you understand their business and that you are invested in their business. For some of them, it may be that they are um, they do have a marketing team and they just have one gap in their skill, or they need somebody to you know to fill in those gaps for them. And I think it's really, really about understanding where their internal issues are. What are the reasons that they feel that their website isn't currently performing for them? What are the um, objectives and the targets that have been placed upon the people that you're actually reporting into in order to make sure that you're setting those expectations correctly. If you don't understand that, say, the person who's who you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis has been told that they need to double their um, their leads that are coming in from organic search, and all you understand is, okay, I've got to get things ranking a bit higher, then it'll you won't necessarily be able to focus on the right thing. So you'll be trying to do one thing and they'll be expecting you to do something else simply because you haven't clarified their goals, or really understood what motivates them.
0: Great point. I love your point about understanding what their goals, department looks like, what their marketing department looks like, whether you're just filling in an SEO position that doesn't exist, or you're perhaps just um, dealing with one person that doesn't have a a full grasp of what what organic means and how it fits in with the rest of what they're trying to do. So that was number one. Number two is understand what good looks like.
1: Yeah, I think again, for different clients, good looks very, very different. So um, I've had clients who You know, we were getting 20% increases in traffic and sales month on month. But for them, it didn't feel good because it still wasn't returning on what it was they were expecting. And for some clients, they were just absolutely thrilled when um, they were able to go back to their board and say that they'd increased their search volume by X amount because they could see that they're making progress. So I think it's really, really clear to understand at the outset when you do work for them, what it is that you do is going to make them happy. So, you know, in terms of the work you do and what you're delivering and what it results in, what is the thing that they need from you for them to feel that they've gotten value for money for the work that you're doing?
0: Great, okay. I, I guess another word for good is satisfied. You know, what's, what's the absolute minimum that you have to do in order to ensure that your client is likely, I guess, to retain your services?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, great. And number three, find out um, what will delight them.
1: What will delight them? Yes. I think there's always something, some sort of vanity result that you can deliver for a client, especially a client who doesn't really understand what you do, that's going to get them really excited about the possibilities and what you could continue to do for them in the future. And as an example, I had a client, this is probably going back six or seven years now, and they just hired an e-commerce manager. And she understood why she needed to get an agency in and was working really closely with us. But she was reporting into a board of directors that were in another country that hadn't really done much with SEO, that thought that it was an e-commerce business. And they just were convinced that they weren't ever really going to sell much through the web, that it was all going to be through retailers or um, offline sales because their target market was much older. And... What we did sort of in the first three months is we managed to get an infographic onto the Daily Mail website. And when they saw that coverage in the Daily Mail with their branding on it, talking about their products, they suddenly got excited. And I think it it clicked for them that it wasn't just about optimizing around keywords. It was about making more people aware of their brand. And it was something they were able to be proud of. And the moment they saw that, they suddenly got really engaged. They wanted to put more budget into it. They wanted to rebuild the website. And they were all about digital. And it just kind of spiraled from there. And it was brilliant. I mean, in the end, they, they focused so much onto digital that they ended up bringing in an in-house team to do the work.
0: Great example there. And um, I'll tell you what I was thinking of um, when you started that point there as well, when you were talking more about um Internally, and having conversations of uh, what success would mean. Um, I guess delighting could also potentially mean making your contacts look great internally. So if you've got um, someone that's dealing with you, and um, if you can make them look wonderful, either by appointing you or um, make them appear to be even better at their job, then that could be a great way of delighting them as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that if you've ever, um, certainly if you've ever worked in an agency, but you may have experienced, people may have experienced it in-house, that sometimes what you're, what the marketing manager is asking for is very much at odds with what the stakeholder, you know, their boss, who actually signed the contract, asked for, and you've got to find a balance between the two of those because inevitably the marketing manager has their own targets and goals, and they're often struggling to meet them because they tend to be pulled in ten different directions, and yeah. You know, they're always very busy. And you know, as an example, I had a client that just she just wanted us to write loads of blog content. and it wasn't going to help us hit the target that we'd been set for the inquiries. But um, we knew if we didn't do what she was asking as well, we were going to lose the account. But if we were able to do what she wanted, She had loads of content going up onto the website in her name. So she was able to turn around and say, look, look how great things are going for me. And so, again, I mean, I suppose this also comes back to the pain points and the motivations as well.
0: Yeah, I love that distinction between finding out what your stakeholder wants and finding out what your direct contact wants as well. Because unless you satisfy them both, then one of them is going to be unhappy and they'll end up influencing one another in the the medium term and client won't stick around for, for too long.
1: I think it's one of the reasons agencies lose business is because you end up sort of not really understanding that the business goals and the personal goals that you know what what people need are often slightly different things in order to feel happy with what you're doing or for them to trust you or for them to feel that you have a good working relationship. And it's very rarely enough to just deliver a good result in terms of traffic and and sales and high rankings, because there's always something else, you know, some sort of extra little thing in that relationship that's going to make them feel that you're really delivering at added value. That they can't just go anywhere and get that result. That it's it, it needs to be you because of that little extra thing that you're giving them.
0: And number four is be clear about what they all get for their money.
1: Yes, I think that that's. Often a complaint I think that I've heard when we've had new clients coming to us and they're they've left an agency because they're unhappy, it's often because what they thought they were gonna get is not what they actually got. And so, or you know, you lose clients because they're paying you X amount a month, which means you can deliver a certain amount of work for them. And You've only got a limited resource within your own agency and you've got a range of clients and you've got to service all of your clients. So you can't just do everything for them all the time. And so I think it's it's really important to be clear that if you're paying us a thousand pounds a month or ten thousand pounds a month or fifty thousand pounds a month, whatever that figure might be, that they know what it looks like in terms of how much work they're going to get over a set period of time. Um, You know, I think everybody probably has a story of that client that's on your minimum spend and is on the phone to you absolutely every day and they want reporting every week and they want to know, you know, they're dropping emails every, every few days going, so what have you been doing for me? And you're thinking, well, you're, you know, you're my lowest spending client and you're just as important to me as my highest spending client, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to be working on your account every single day of the month. And I think if you're very, very clear at the outset that with what you're paying us and what you're coming in, you can expect that a three-month plan is going to look roughly like this, although once we dig into your website, it's not necessarily going to be exactly this. And therefore, over the space of time, this is kind of what SEO is going to look like when we do it for you. So that they're never ringing up and going... Why? Why have you only done these three things? Why haven't you done these ten other things?
0: You mentioned a three-month plan there, but number five is give them a time frame. Is that related?
1: Yeah, I think when I say give them a time frame, it's kind of give them a time frame when they can expect to see an improvement, expect to see a result. And again, it varies from industry to industry because if you're dealing with clients, say in financial services, where it's really, really competitive, or um, private client law you know, people chasing personal injury claims or clinical negligence. It, it, it's really, really competitive and it's going to be rather different. Whereas if you've got, a, you know, a local skip hire company, which we do as a client, um, that's maybe not as competitive an industry because there's not as many people with websites who've hired SEO firms and have like, you know, big plans to grow their businesses. So I think if you can just give them an idea based on your spend and the competitiveness of your industry we would expect in 3 months time your traffic to start to look a bit like this and this is when you'll really start to see a huge jump in traffic and it, you know at the 6 month stage we expect that you'll be getting you know twice the number of inquiries whatever that number that you feel comfortable with just so that they know that you're not going to go in rewrite a couple of, re- rewrite four or five pages of content put them into Yelp and their traffic's going to double because it just doesn't work that way. And I think particularly the ones who have no experience of SEO, um, they get they do start to get antsy fairly quickly. And so if they know if they know from you that you've set like almost KPIs for each stage, so that you know that the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to get more keywords. Uh, driving traffic to you, or you're going to appear for more keywords, then you're going to get more traffic from more keywords at which point you should get start to see leads trickle in. But it's only when you've got X percentage of your terms onto page one, page two, page three are you really going to see a difference in the amount of traffic. If they understand that process and how long you expect that process to take, they, they're more patient with it, I think. You don't get that kind of itchy feet client that it, three months or six months is going, well, I was expecting it all to have happened by now. I've got somebody ringing me up saying that they can do the work at half the cost and they're going to have me at number one in a month. And they go, and you don't want, you know, that that's not good for anybody. You
0: don't want a client like that, yes. No. And that brings us up to number six, which is make sure they can see concrete evidence of what you're doing.
1: For me, over the years, again, one of the big complaints that I've heard of new clients in particular is we never knew what our agency was doing. We got a report with a bunch of statistics from them once a month or once every three months or whatever that looked like. And we never actually knew what they were working on. And so for them, they don't know if what they're paying, if they don't know what they're paying you to do and they can't see that there's actually things going on and that you're invested in in doing that work, then what reason do they have to trust you? And I think it's, um, it's all fine and good to say, well, you know, They pay us, they should trust us, and they're getting a result. But for them, that result could come from anywhere. And if they don't really understand how the work you're doing is influencing what they're seeing coming out the other end, then what reason do they have to sort of carry on paying you to do what you do? And again, I mean, I've had had a client in the past where all we were doing was consulting because he had an internal team, but they were quite... um, inexperienced and so we were providing every month a set of recommendations that they were meant to be implementing and at the end of six months they turned around and they said to me well you didn't actually do anything to influence our results you just told us what to do and we did it so the, the reason we got the good result is because we did the work mm. and we were kind of going well yeah but you wouldn't have gotten the result if we hadn't been telling you what to do in order to implement it and they just wouldn't see it that way because they were, go- they were kind of going, we don't see what you've done as being a deliverable. And so if you're, you know, if, I think if we'd been a bit savvier at the time, we would have been providing, you know, documentation and big flourishing reports. And there would have been another way to present the work that we were doing so that it was clear that it was coming from us and not from their internal team.
0: Well, let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort?
1: I think for me, the first port of call is, is always... Optimize the content, because if you don't say it on the website, you're not going to rank for it. And if you don't rank for it, and it's how people are looking to find the information you have, then, you know, you're falling down at the first hurdle. And I mean, it's, it, it's time consuming, but it's easy. To go through a website and just make sure that you've got optimized content and that the pages aren't competing with each other
0: great advice um i'd like to go down that uh, rabbit hole of um exploring <laughs> precisely what that means but um perhaps on another episode <laughs> i've been your host david bain you can find mindy gofton over at ownyourspace.co.uk mindy thanks so much for being part of the in search seo podcast thanks for having me and thank you for listening Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at RankRanger.com